Hey guys, welcome back to another third period podcast. I'm Taylor West, joined by Nate Block and Charlie Pope. I am actually back in the studio for the first time in what I think is about nine months at this point. It feels good. Um, but the Ravens had a great win over the Browns last night, 47 to 42, uh, to the displeasure of many betters out there picking the Browns plus three or plus four and a half. Um, but it was a, it was a great game. I mean, probably the game of the year in the NFL. Um, I mean, it, it was just awesome to watch, but I mean, it, it's, it's like a lot of a sea of emotions per se. Um, but Charlie, what, what was the key in this game for us to come out on top eventually after just a roller coaster of emotions in the last couple of minutes? I think it was Lamar Jackson. I don't, and I don't think there's any other explanation for why we won that game. He was, that was his best game of the year by far. He was unstoppable. Um, he had a couple poor throws, but for the most part, I thought he threw the ball well. He had a couple that were off target. Um, but, you know, that's happened. He's a young quarterback and that, at, like, mm-hmm. Baker does the same thing, right? Like, it's not just Lamar who throws poor throws. Um, so I thought he played amazing. Gus and JK were also great. The offensive line, even though it's been hurt, I kind of, I'm kind of starting to see them like get, bring chemistry together and gain chemistry, and they're kind of starting to play better now. Now that we have a full five that have started a couple games together, so I'm like, I've really liked that. Yeah, I agree about the offensive line. I think the stat line doesn't perfectly show what happened with the the amount of sacks in the game. You know, there's a lot of slipping involved in some of the sacks. Although the uh, the protection wasn't great, Lamar was really struggling in the first like quarter and a half when he was just slipping a lot and kind of led to a couple I would say one or two of those sacks but yeah I mean I completely agree Lamar Jackson played so well at the end of that game and for all the people who say that he can't throw and he can't do this and he can't do that he ended up putting us in uh, first making that throw to Hollywood which I think showed a lot of trust that he has in Hollywood despite Hollywood already dropping several balls in the game Lamar had that first down if he wanted to run but he trusted Hollywood and gave him the shot and the opportunity to take that touchdown for us and then you know he put it like in position for Justin Tucker to make that field goal. I think there's just no other way to put it. Like Lamar a hundred percent put the team on the back. Yeah. I know me and Charlie were talking about it for a while, but Lamar hadn't really led that game winning drive. He, we, we were just saying every week, like this guy is not clutch. This guy is like, that, that was our one problem with him. And he finally proved it. And hopefully that can become a thing of, you know, um, uh, that, that happens a lot now that he can actually come back and lead that game when he drive down the field. But, you know, it was, it was great to see, obviously the O-line play I thought was really good. I, I love what Bradley Bozeman's doing right now, um, especially with his pull blocks and Orlando Brown completely shut down Miles Garrett. Um, great job from him. It, it's just tough on that right side of the line. I think they're just going, they're just cycling through a lot of guys like Fluker, Phillips, uh, Ben Powers, even, and you'll even, you'll get guys like Skura come in. It's just a lot of, it's just a lot of people. Um, but that offense, the offense played really well last night with the exception of Hollywood Brown. He may have had that game winning touchdown, but it's like he dropped a pass from Trace McSorley who actually did a decent, I, I like what Trace McSorley did when he came in, he did the job. Um, but Hollywood almost lost us that game with that drop, but he ended up, you know. So <laughs> I thought it was funny because when Lamar comes in the game and he has that free first down, like he's maybe the only person in the world who would actually throw that ball to Hollywood. He was so like, if we're going to like, we love to talk about how much we don't, we like PFF, how we hate PFF. 
if Hollywood Brown had a PFF grade before that throw, it was a donut. It was zero. He was the worst. He did everything wrong in that game. There was nothing positive about it. He dropped the massive third down conversion. Uh, great throw from Trace McSorley. He was so bad. And thank God he caught that because if he didn't, I think but there would have been like riots in Baltimore. If he, like, I really think people would have wanted to kill Marquise Brown. <laughs> I tweeted uh, after he dropped that throw, cut Hollywood Brown. Um, but I, I, I deleted it five minutes later because it was before his touchdown, but I, I wanted, I wanted to keep it positive in my Twitter feed. Um, but yeah, Hollywood was um, really, really not good last night. And moving on to the defensive side of the ball, uh, it was not great by any means. The story with the D line, we like kind of shut down Nick Chubb. Not really. Like he still got like five yards per carry, maybe like four. Clarence Campbell obviously still injured. Derek Wolf didn't have a have a great game. Brandon Williams, you know, was there, but just cannot get any pass rush. I've, I haven't seen Brandon Williams actually get to the quarterback all year, and obviously. Judon is bad and Yannick is like touching the quarterback, but he's not getting him down. So it's just a lot of problems on that D line that we have to fix. We've got a couple of easy games coming up, but in order for us to win, we can't put that much stress in the secondary. The only passes that were completed against Marlon Humphrey was, were just like five minutes of time. And they were usually in zone, which I don't know why we're running zone, but we'll get to that. Yeah. I think also it's kind of scary to look at, um, Nick Chubb, like near the red zone, the Ravens completely broke down. Anytime the Browns offense is around like the 25, 30 yard line, Nick Chubb's literally broke out about a 15, 20 yard run almost every time they were in the uh, red zone. And the Kareem Hunt had one from, I think like five or six out. So, you know, it's, it's really weird. I feel like part of the problem with this, like this team is the inconsistencies between offense and defense. It feels like every time our offense shows up, our defense does it and vice versa. And it's just really frustrating to watch as a fan because I mean, you see, Derek Wolf making play after play on Ezekiel Elliott last week. And then this week he doesn't really do much or anything against the two running backs that the Browns have. And I get that they're really good running backs, but so is Zeke. And like, it just, it's just weird that we can play so well one week and just, it's just like, we're absent the next. Yeah. It's frustrating. Cause I thought our defense actually played pretty well in the first half. I mean, the Browns have a good offense. There's no doubt about that. They have a lot of weapons and Baker played an awesome game. He, he really did play well. Uh, he shredded us to be honest with you. The first half was good. And then me and Taylor talk about it. When we get a lead, Wink Martindale just turns his brain off. He just goes, hey, I'm not going to coach anymore. And we just drop 10 yards off. We're like, they can throw underneath 100 times. Let's give them 15 touchdowns. Who cares? He's he If he doesn't figure out how to coach a full game, he doesn't. He should not be the defensive coordinator of this game. because and that's, been, and that's been the case since he's gotten here. Like, sure, our defense may be top five of the league, maybe even one, like in 2018. But we can't – we have never been able to stop teams when we need to. And that doesn't mean if it's last year, even when we went 14-2, and because we weren't really put in that many situations. Or just in the past, in 2018, when, you know, we actually did make one stop and it sent us to the playoffs and, you know, it ended up not working out for us. And it's like – it doesn't make sense to me because we have these great cornerbacks and they were playing Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey played awesome last night and they were shutting down these Browns receivers 
when they were playing man coverage and they were pressing. And then we just stopped doing it. And it feels like it happens every game. And it's like, how can you not realize that when you stop playing man and press coverage, that they keep shredding you? It's common sense that like when we're playing off, they get more yards than when we're playing tight coverage. I mean, it's unbelievable because Marcus Peters, I will say, did have a really good game last night until he got injured and gave up a touchdown. And that's just, you know, unlucky. Uh, But it's just like we need to run man because we don't want to like force because then they can just go to the middle every time against our poor coverage linebackers. And that that's not what we really want. And also our safeties are like they're not great. I'm not I'm not going to go out on a limb and say they're good in run defense, but they but but Chuck Clark can't guard a tight end. Exactly. He, He can't. Um, and Deshaun Elliott, you know, he can hit hard, but is he really a free safety? Not really. No, that that's the problem with our safeties. We have two strong safeties. We, I mean, we, we have, have so many safety. like needs in, but we're still a good team. It, it's, it's, it's kind of, it, it's fun. Like the draft is huge next year. I think free agency, uh, free agencies, bringing in pieces that are not necessarily like extremely big money pieces, but can actually help us. Um, and just be like solid role players for us. Mm-hmm. I also think it's important to talk about, I don't understand what Wink thinks we're doing when the other team has a chance for like a Hail Mary. Like I, I'm all for dropping seven, eight, nine guys, but rushing zero people and allowing a quarterback to fully step up and get a guaranteed pass into the end zone at the end of a half is in my opinion, just dumb. Like, I mean, I know Baker overthrew it last night, but like the Andy Dalton one, I thought that was like, there's no reason for that. You can rush at least one or two guys, get some pressure. I mean, we allowed Andy to completely step up and threw one straight to CeeDee Lamb, and it went through his hands. It easily could have been a touchdown. Most of the times when teams are going for Hail Marys, they're usually able to get it off. So I think he may recognize that. I mean, maybe a little bit of pressure would be added, but even if you send three, it's really not that hard to just get out of the pocket when they're only blitzing three guys and just throw it up. Um, I, I wouldn't harp too much on that. But I, I just – I really need Wink Martindale to start stepping his game up when we're up, like, 34 to 20. And, like, obviously Jim, losing Jimmy Smith midway through the game, I don't know what's up with him. Like, he just, like, plays a half, then doesn't, and then we'll go up next week and play a half, and then he won't play the second half for some reason. I don't know why. Um, but, you know, that's how we are as Ravens fans, and that's what we see every week. Yeah, I feel like it's almost – frustrating because you know we've lost we've had injuries and we've lost Tavon Young which was big but like you're being paid to be an NFL coach and when you're an NFL coach you have to be able to adjust on the fly and just he just it just seems like he makes these extremely dumb decisions like there was one where I think it was on their second to last touchdown drive where it was um it was either third or four or fourth or four and we brought like seven and he, and Baker just tossed it to Landry in the flat. No one was covering him. And he just ran for 10 yards for the first down, literally the easiest fourth down conversion possible and winks. And you just see him on the sideline, just sitting there, just, just looking at his little, his big note card in front of him. It's like, Oh, what blitz am I going to send this time? It's, it's some like zone blitz every time that like you send five and you just have no, and you, you never get there. 10 you yards. never get there. No, you never do. Because if it's a 5v5, 
then none of those people are getting there. The only way we get to the quarterback is when we send six on five. And even then we struggle somehow. I don't know how, but that's just how, that's how it goes. Um, and, and the end of the game was awesome. Justin Tucker, obviously hitting a game winning field goal, proving that he is the goat. He, he missed an extra point earlier in the game, but that was blocked. It wasn't his fault. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it was great to see Lamar have those passes. Mark Andrews, obviously, him getting him back was huge. He had a couple receptions in the last drive that were absolutely massive. Willie Sneed came in the clutch, had a couple clutch receptions on the last drive, on the last two drives, really. Second to last, that trace throw to the Willie. Trace throw was awesome. That was a great catch. Um, but, yeah, it, it was good to see the Ravens actually finally be clutch, their offense be clutch. Maybe one day we'll see the defense also be clutch. But- I, I doubt it. I mean, honestly, like watching that, even the last play of the game, I was like, our defense might actually like allow a touchdown on this somehow lateral play. Like it was ridiculous how long that play went on. I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if our defense just allowed a touchdown the right now. The fact that they, so we score, Hollywood scores with a minute and, and they, a minute, they get the ball back with a minute and 52 seconds. And, um, we're like, okay, we just need to stop. They have a minute and 52 and three and three timeouts. I mean, it's not it's not impossible, but, I mean, you know, it, it's definitely a good – it's a better situation to be in for the Ravens than it was for the Browns. And um, they scored a touchdown, and there was a minute and five seconds, and they didn't use a timeout. That is the saddest defensive performance I've ever seen as a Ravens fan. Like, how do we let them go down the field 80 yards in 50 seconds? That is unbelievable. It's Harris. I mean, he was just getting toasted every play. Peoples-Jones was, you know, mossing him, going out routes. It's, it's kind of like the same thing that's been beating Marcus Peters all year, those 10-yard out routes, because he plays like 10 yards off. And they were just able to get out of bounds and run a quick drive down the field. And I love Marlon Humphrey and everything that he does. He actually had the game-winning missed tackle. I will say that forever last night. He won us that game by missing that tackle because if he had not gotten that tackle, we would have gotten the ball back with like 20 seconds left. Wouldn't have been able to go down the field. Browns would have won the won the coin toss in overtime. And you and I both know we weren't stopping that offense then. We, weren't, we, we aren't going to stop that defense maybe in the playoffs. I, I don't know. But that's my worry is when their secondary starts getting healthy – and we may have to see them in the playoffs. I don't think we will because, you know, we're looking to play the Steelers or the uh, Titans in the first round, which are teams like that I wouldn't mind seeing. But Yeah, I think, I think part of it is what I alluded to earlier, what I said earlier, just like the inconsistency because it's not like we haven't seen the defense play well at all this season. There's been like little glimpses of light and like even in the Steelers game, they were the only thing keeping us in that game as – RG3 was trying to throw that game away, but like they played very well against that Steelers offense. It's just, we're going to need to figure out a way to make both the offense and the defense show up at the same time. And it's got to be in the playoffs. Cause I know that if we face that team again and our defense can literally just stop two of those touchdown drives out of the many that they had, we would be in such a better position. And like, again, it's the same thing with like the Steelers game in the past. If our offense had showed up that game, I know Lamar wasn't there, but we would have won that game. So I think it's really just going to be about putting the right things together and putting the right game plan together and just using the corners we have. We have amazing corners. Don't play zone, play man, and trust our corners to make the plays that they need to play. Yeah, so looking ahead to what we've got here, I mean, 
obviously a very emotional game in week 14, but we can't really look, begin to look over this week 15 game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know they are one in 12 or whatever one in something they are, but Minshew is starting. We have, you know, a team that likes to compete in every game that they play and a game where I'm like, okay, like this could be a great game for our defense to build up, build up that confidence. And maybe even our offense to have one of those games like the Bengals game last year where it was smooth sailing the entire time. I'm really looking for this game to be a blowout. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, it doesn't need to be a blowout, but I would be really comfortable if we were able to put 35 on them and we were able to hold them to 14 points or something like that. Um, we should like if we don't like we play we didn't play to our potential right because the Jaguars are terrible and if you know if we just play the correct defense for four quarters instead of two we should be able to stop this team because we have better players on our side of the ball than they do Mm -hmm. yeah honestly I mean besides James Robinson they don't really have any crazy playmakers uh DJ Chark has been underwhelming this season they have LaVisca Chenault, but like our, our corners can easily match up with their wide receivers. This is not one of the more talented offenses we're going to play or we have played in the past. There's there's really no excuse for the Ravens to have a close game here. And I was going to say I want to see Lamar sitting on the bench by the fourth quarter, but now that I think about it, I don't even know who that backup would be if we're up by 40. Yeah, RG3 can't come off IR, so it has to be someone who's on um... – the practice squad. I don't know who we have on the practice squad. We have a guy named Hunley or something. Walker. Oh. Or Hunley. I don't know. I think it is Hunley. You're right. So that that's not ideal. Let's let's not get injured, Lamar. Right now the Ravens have an 88% chance to make the playoffs. They beat Jacksonville, moves up to 92. That a couple weeks ago was not looking great after they lost to the Steelers. Um 19 to 14. It was probably a less than 50 chance when we stood at six and five, but obviously that Browns win propels us. And now 538 actually has the Ravens. They do their fun ELO above the Steelers. Um, and is that crazy to say? I don't think so. I think the Ravens are a better team than the Steelers. I think the Ravens are probably the best team in the AFC North, even though they're going to end up third, maybe actually that's an interesting point with that win over the Browns. If the Steelers lose one more game and we went out, which we should, we actually finished above the Browns in the division. Yeah. So um, just to look kind of at the playoff picture, we're currently not in the playoffs. So, I mean, stuff has to go right for us to, to end up winning. So Patriots play the Dolphins. So we're, we're definitely going to, we're as Ravens wins, we definitely have to root for the, the Patriots in that one. Um, the Texans play the Colts. And I think the Texans should have most of their playmakers back. So we're definitely want them to beat the Colts and the Lions play the Titans. Um Stafford should be back, so that that helps us a little bit. I don't, I don't know if that's possible to win, for them to win. And then the the um, Giants play the Browns on Sunday night, um, so that should be an interesting game too. That we hope for the Giants to win. And yeah, I think yeah. Looking at that Giants matchup that we have the last, I think is it the last week or the second last week of the season? I think that got a little bit less scary this past week. We the Giants were really really hot, winning four straight. And they actually looked like they were pretty good, but they. They did not play great this past weekend, but I think that'll be another one of those games where you get to see our defense really make a stand because that offense is not that great. And I know that if our defense plays well in that game, we can win that easily. I'm looking for these last three weeks to be just sending so many people every time. Uh, I think just get to the quarterback and that's going to win us the game, have our secondary, not have to cover 
guys like DJ Chark and I know the Giants don't really have anybody that's that good. Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard. I don't know. Like, are we are we calling him good anymore? Evan Ingram, your guy. Evan Ingram, my guy. Uh, but that actually will be an interesting matchup because mm-hmm. we've struggled against the tight ends a lot. And honestly, right now, Ravens fans, it's kind of crazy to say this, but Ravens fans are the biggest Steelers fans right now because the Steelers have Indianapolis and Cleveland on their schedule. And right now, those are the two teams we want to lose because we have the tiebreakers over both. And they're both one game ahead of us. So if Pittsburgh wins two of their last three or maybe even three of their last three, um, we would be good if we went out. Because if we went out, we are pretty much going to the playoffs. I think I think that's that's set in stone. If we don't, that'd be sad because we'd be an eleven and five team who's very good. And with seven spots. And with seven yeah, spots. The odds of that happening are so low just with the strength of schedule with like the Dolphins and the Titans and who they the Colts and who they play. It's just it's probably not gonna happen. That would be very, very unfortunate. But and the Dolphins odds have actually gone down significantly uh, after we beat the Browns down to 25%. But looking at that kind of top of the AFC, the division leaders, it could get interesting because, you know, we saw the Steelers, you know, they were 11-0 and a couple weeks ago, coasting for that one seed. Now the Chiefs are in that one seed, and I don't see them losing that spot. Uh, and beyond that, the Bills – if the Steelers lose one more game, the Bills could take over that two spot. And at four would be the AFC South winner and the Titans or Colts. I'm really interested to see what happens to that division. Not sure who has the tiebreaker there necessarily. But it's one of those things where Baltimore has the seven seed or six seed, or maybe even five. I would love a five because that would mean we probably wouldn't have to play the Chiefs in the second round. But we're going to have to play teams like the Steelers, Chiefs, and Titans, and we're going to have to beat them, obviously, because we are 0-4 against those teams this year. So, yeah, I think that about does it. Any last thoughts? Oh, maybe some hot takes for the game this weekend against Jacksonville. I'm going to say Mark Andrews, 80 yards, two touchdowns. I'm just going to go on the defensive side of the ball. I'm just saying what I want to happen. I, I need us to get, like – four sacks i don't care who it is i don't care how it happens just let's just get some sacks please my hot take is mark ingram has two rushing touchdowns and that is just screaming because he didn't have a single snap last game no he had a snap he's just scary yeah okay yeah well well god bless mark ingram we love him uh i i really like mark ingram i he may not be good anymore or just like not as good as jk and Gus, my JK jersey just got here after three months of back order. So I'm happy with that. Maybe some good luck in this jersey. Not going to wash it for a while until we lose, which is probably going to be in January and a lot of sadness. Uh, this is actually one point, the last point I want to make. I was really wondering last night if, if last night was going to be our pain night, which Ravens fans experience at least once a year ever since the Super Bowl. It's that one game where it's just like so painful that you can't sleep at night because that just awful awfulness like last year was the playoff game the year before it was the playoff game the year before it was AJ Green or not Tyler Boyd that's Tyler Boyd and just a lot of pain recently for Ravens fans it would be great for us to make a run at the Super Bowl I don't know if we can be the Chiefs though it's gonna be very interesting to see but I think that does it for us thank you guys for listening and we will see you next week hopefully the Ravens catch a dub in Jackson in Baltimore against Jacksonville see you later